You mentioned that it's kind of like uh, having Memorial Day after you go out all day on Sunday and you just yeah. feel like you got you, you caught something, you got a little bonus along the way. Yeah. I, I feel like I held in a sneeze or something that I haven't got. It's Monday. I haven't gotten to do an Ask Slee. We got past 1045. I'm like completely and totally discombobulated. Yeah, thanks, AD. <laughs> right? No, it wasn't even him. It was, kind of, it was Kendrick Nunn's fault. Thanks, Darvin. Honest. He's the one that showed up. I Quite honestly, I just I feel like uh, I'm, I'm backed up a little sure. bit. I need, sure. to, I need to get it out. So we're going to do it right now. Ivan from Monrovia. When you arrange a meetup with someone and you spot each other from far away, do you wait for them to walk towards you, or do you just stare at them or ignore them until you get within greeting range? Uh, no, it's it's we're walking towards you. If, if the eye contact is made and we're walking, now I'm walking towards that person. If I just kind of sit back, you're back there. You see me. We're supposed to be meeting up. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, ah, he'll come over here. I just go back down to my phone. <laughs> How disrespectful is that? Power move. Oh, it's a disrespectful power move. Incredible disrespect. No, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm, I might even jog towards you and, <laughs> and have my arms out. I'm kind of, but see, it is awkward. Like I wouldn't go to my phone and ignore you, but I also would be like, yeah, like for instance, if you came in the door over here and where we are in the set, how far is that? It's a hundred feet, give or take. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm not going to wave at you when you're 100 feet away. I'm going to wait till you get to about the rope, which is about 15 feet away. And then I'll give you a little one of these. Otherwise, it feels like um, you're returning from overseas or war or something where I, I'm waving at you yeah. from across the crowded airport. Him. Well, no, no. What you, it's Run what you have to arms. do. You have to kind of first start like a little fast walk and then a slow jog. <laughs> like one of those. And then I'm, I'm reacting based off of you. <laughs> That's not a bad way to do it. Here's another one. Darren Pollock, if you were honored on the This Is Your Life show, what figure from your early life would you be most excited to see and have tell stories about you? I like that one. All right, I need, I need that question repeated. That was okay. a lot. So I'm, I'm going to take I'm, I'm going to put it in sleep with speed. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take it out of Darren Pollock that you're the guest on This Is Your Life. Do you know yeah. what that show is? I do not know. Okay, so that show is where they they bring you out, they sit you in a chair, and then they bring all the important people for your life to tell Ah. stories about you. Okay. Somebody early in your life that you would be excited to come back and say, let me tell you about the time that Alan did X, Y, and Z. Who would that person be? Probably one of two people. Okay. That were closest to me growing up. I'm one of them. Who else is the, who's the second one? Got my best friend growing up, Parker. Parker. That knows everything about Slee. Okay. And then Cousin Slee. Oh yeah, cousin Slee is a. That's a definitely. It just think about like who you were best friends with growing up, uh-huh. and all the stupid ish you guys used to do together. Still cousin do. Slee is pretty high on that. <laughs> yeah. Did it this weekend? Yeah, I was gonna say I still got a couple of those in my life. I uh, I've, I've got a few people yeah, because that parents is different. With. Parents is not going to be as no. authentic. It needs it needs to be somebody yeah. that to your point knows like hey, remember the time we did this thing that could have easily ended up with us in a police car. Like you need you need a couple of those yep. along the way. Cousin Slee, see, I wish I would have known that before because had when we were at the Mandy's and I got a chance to meet Cousin Slee when yep. he said to me call me Cousin Slee, which is the highlight of the Mandy's for me, um, I would have had a lot more questions at that point. I thought that maybe this was a relationship that developed when you guys were adults. I wish I was more exciting. <laughs> I wish I was more exciting. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see, Emily. You sent it to my text, you said? Yeah. I sent let's see text. here. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want to, I want to skip that so one. I, I have one if we, while, you're, while you're trying to find the next one. So, yep. so Slee, uh, you were just gone for a couple days, um, you know, 
going wherever you chose to go because you're a secret agent. Yeah. But if you happen to be in a place where you're getting a lot of sun, okay. uh, when you do sunscreen, are you a once an hour, you're very diligent about your sunscreen, or are you someone who, I need to get a base tan, and then you get immediately burnt? What, uh, hashtag Ashley. So I'm going to let you guys guess which one do you think I am. The guy that is very on top of the sunscreen or the guy that... Um, this is easy for me. Yeah, use the sunscreen this, when... This is easy for me because you are, generally speaking, a darkly complected guy. Like, you're not a super pale, pasty guy. Yep. You probably don't put it on ever or very rarely. Am I right? That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I, and, and I always end up to... But I'm also not like I'm not sitting there with my shirt off for seven hours. That's not happening either. So I don't think I have as much. Go to, to dinner with your shirt still yeah, off. And I don't spend think the that's day happened. at the pool and hey, not let's go grab a bite. Let's just go into the restaurant. You don't have a shirt, yeah? But so? I'm not. I'm not good with sunscreen. I'm not good. You don't need some to- people put on every single day, and they should. I don't. Emily, do you Emily, put on you every strike day? me as a burner, and then you try to fix it after the fact. <laughs> well, I actually am pretty diligent about my sunscreen, and I'm still the only person in my group that gets sunburned. So I'm the only one that's like, hey, guys. Well, you're fair. Sp- you're fair. I'm pretty fair-skinned. I get yeah. kind of, like, I can get tan, but I don't typically. But I put on sunscreen every day, on my face at least. Um, every day? Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you're supposed part to. Of your, uh, it's uh, you're regardless to. of your complexion. You, I'm 51 years <laughs> behind. <laughs> well, it. Uh, <laughs> we can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I think she just called me ugly. <laughs> no, like, I'm like just they, that, that is that's aggressive. Important. I feel like well, it looks just, like we got the <laughs> promo for tomorrow. I guess wow. uh, Ralph like is already that, that working felt on. Like not fun. That felt oddly hey. personal and aggressive. Well, you put on dial soap, bar soap on your face. I'm sure, but like yeah, to be clean. <sighs> no, go keep digging. Go ahead. <laughs> Go try to fix this. Go ahead. Did the floor is yours. Think, I would just did say not you're think not the... this is where the show was going to go <laughs> today. I didn't think that I was going to get called ugly in the you're not uh, the bastion the, of skincare. Let's tenth, just say that. I don't know. I mean, I look pretty. I thought I did. I guess not. I'll have to. I'll have to keep up with you. I guess. I have. <laughs> I have to put sunscreen on my face every single day. John, now get ready. I need you to listen carefully because the last time we had one of these, it did not go well for you. You ready? Is this the enchiladas thing? Yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it is in that same ballpark. I'll just take beans and rice. <laughs> and salsa. Listen carefully, okay? Two-item combo at a Chinese restaurant. Okay. What are you choosing? And there are already fried rice and um, lo mein included. So, well, I'm doing half and half on that. Okay, good, good choice. I'd like to do half and half. Okay, so you got half and half of yep. your sides. Your two main dishes are not healthy, but uh, I do orange chicken on the left hand side choice. and beef and broccoli on the right hand side. That's almost That's exactly the combination. What, that beef and broccoli's in yeah. there for sure. The other and thing, can I, I say? And wait, can I say one more thing? And I, I don't need these. What is it like another buck for two egg rolls? Can I get the two <laughs> egg rolls? <too? laughs> Those are That's so much food. And it, well, the egg rolls are great because it's you get to get more fried food. Like the brief with broccoli is already kind of fried in yeah. the oil. The orange chicken is literally deep fried yep. in the oil, right? Yep. We're not going to do a little kung pao in there. We don't want to have a little bit of that. So I, I used to go. There's a place we used to play arcades at when I was I don't know like 35. Um, no, there's a place we used to play arcade growing up, and right next to the arcade place was a place called Chinese fast food. That's what the that's what the name of the store was. <laughs> Panda Express. I'm like, you guys can't come up with a better name. It's called Chinese fast food. And every time we went, the lid wouldn't close. I'd do the two item combo. 
it was fried rice. It's bursting at it, the it, Literally, it wouldn't close, So, and we always ate the whole thing. Do you ever go lo mein, chow mein, any, any noodles in there? I like chow mein. I like half chow mein and half uh, You know half what fried would rice. make the chow mein better? If it were a little saltier. I agree. <laughs> well, actually, that's when you throw soy sauce. <laughs> sauce yeah. Can you all over with it? the extra packets? And the red one, not the green one. We want the full No, the green one. It's like away. a Diet Coke after you got <laughs> all the items at McDonald's. It, first of all, Chow mein is so good. First of all, Chinese food is it's just amazing. amazing. It, it, it's amazing. But you eat it and you feel like of all the cuisines that you have instant regret from, yeah. that might be number one because it's so salty. Yeah. You just feel like you took that whole carton of salt yep. and chugged it down. Do you know um, Michael Scott when he did his, uh, what was Harbor he doing, loading? his 5K, 10K, yeah. whatever he was doing? Um, the only Hold thing on. better would have been if you just ended up doing the 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 Chinese food on his run. He's just burping. Down Orange the run. chicken, <laughs> disc right. Chicken going everywhere. Hashtag Ask Slee. Just wondering, but have you been rooting for gas prices to go down this year? <laughs> Everything is now against me. I started being a Raider Raider fan. Zero and three. Um, I did root for inflation to go down. It just keeps going up. I don't know what's going to happen from here. Whatever president you want in next election, just tell me, and I'll probably screw it over. <laughs> just go. So this is this is an interesting question because yeah. it is whether or not you have complete control of your whammy, right? Like if you tried to strategically place your whammy, I don't think it would work. Like it has to be something that happens when you want it to go your way. Like you wanted to be a, uh, a Raider fan. You wanted the Raiders to win games, and it's not happening for them. But if you said, you know what I'm going to do? I- and you know what's even worse? They played the Chargers and lost. Chargers have one win. It's against <laughs> one the Raiders. One win. You're right. You're right. Like you rooting against the Chargers, that's not good. The Chargers have always that's been That's a that passion. Yeah. I understand. That's your passion. But like if you said, for instance, yeah. if I said to you, hey, Slee, listen, as a Rams fan, I need you to get on the 49er bandwagon so you can sink. I don't think that would work. I think it has to be more organic has than to, that. Yeah, there has to be a connection. I wouldn't really have that connection. I, Carolina, I'm telling you. Just, I'm gonna get you, I love that. I think, I'm, I'm going to get you a Baker Mayfield jersey. All day it's been Carolina. <laughs> because I'm trying to think, is there another team that has fewer fans than the Carolina Panthers? I don't think so. I thought so. Jacksonville. They have two states. They have they're, both Carolinas, they're Travis. They're good. I have one uh, from Christopher Holmes. He says, uh, Alan, if you could have any sw- – if you have a swimming, swimming pool filled with any liquid so you could have to drink, slurp it up while you swim, what would it be? Hashtag Ashley. Um, you have to drink a lot of this one liquid. And it can't be water. That's what I'm saying. It can't be water. Let's go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go very kid-like here. It's going to be like a, a Capri Sun or High C. I just want some fruit juice that's just in there, and you can drink it anytime. I'm going fruit juice. One more from our pal, Kate. You okay. ready? Yes. Um, because this just happened to me, Yeah. you're exiting a parking garage, and you're in a hurry. Yep. The person in front of you cannot work the Can't exit card Oh, machine. the worst. Just the worst. Do you give a honk, do nothing, or pound the steering wheel and scream, come on, man? <laughs> I'm not going to honk because no. they're, makes it worse, they're trying frankly. to figure it out, and now they're probably nervous as hell. I'm not going to – I don't think I'm going to help. I think you just got to take it. I am talking to myself, and I'm saying, of course, hit the steering wheel. Really? <laughs> you know, I'm doing that that whole conversation. Do you ever I do already the got the card. back I'm, out and go to an alternate exit? 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. the way you, to do you it. You got to go through the cones, too, because there's the cones and that, that entrance that we leave, <laughs> and then the parking attendant's looking at you like, what are you doing? And then by the time you get to your exit, they're pulling out. 
you have to make sure that you leave yourself enough room in front. So because if the guy behind you pins you in, now you're stuck until that guy figures out how to work the machine. But if you give yourself a little room in front, Not good. you can start to move yeah. your way out. I've had to do that one along the way. The Dodgers um, set a record that no one has ever done before. We'll talk about that. But more importantly, is it happening to them again? What happened last year, are they running it back? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Slade, go make a little uh, pit stop. He'll be back here in just one second. Emily, you had a uh, an SC night that you want to talk about? Yeah, so um, on Saturday, I um, you know I don't have Pac-12 Network, so I had to go. Who does? I don't exactly. think I don't think anybody does. Right. Um, so I had to go and uh, watch a game at a bar. Uh, I went with my friends who also didn't go to USC, but like we wanted to support the local team. So I got there before them because they um, were coming from the west side. So I was we we're in Silver Lake. And so I was like, oh, I have some time to kill. And I was tired. And so I ended up ordering a Red Bull margarita as my first drink of the night. And it was uh, quite interesting uh, to start off the night. And then we ended up getting two pitchers, one cider, one beer, and then I ended my night with a margarita. So I kind of had a well-rounded margarita start, margarita end night, and it was great. Yeah, I can't do the caffeine with my <laughs> alcohol. That's that's it seems like two opposite directions. It boosts you a little bit, I think. I, I, you know, I don't want to go up. I that's the, way, that's I the whole point. I have no interest in going up. <laughs> I only have interest in going down. That's it, uh, that's how I want it to happen. That's it was a fun experience. Uh, and the USC game was really exciting, and it was fun to be with my friends that actually cared about sports a little bit. You know, Slee, it's funny that Oregon State was exactly what people said it was going to be. It, it, it only SC managed to escape, L- literally I know. escape. I that know. It was an Oregon State team that's probably a little bit better than they usually are. That's a really weird place to play. SC was has lost some big I want to say big games I want to say State. and I'm going by memory here but I remember reading this mm-hmm. the last 3 times they've gone to Corvallis as a ranked team they've lost mm-hmm. okay so this is not unprecedented um they go in there they're behind basically the entire night yeah here's the good news they played poorly offensively but they won the game yeah on the road in a weird place with their defense, with their defense, and when they had to have a drive with, they with got Caleb it. Williams from and the Jordan two. Addison, yep. those two guys are the guys that look. Now, look, are they good enough to run the table? Probably not. Yep. If you've got that in you, especially in college football, you're probably going to stub your toe at some point. But listen, I think most teams in, in those similar sets of circumstances, they're not leaving with a win that night. They got, they were super lucky to get it, but they got it. 
So th- th- this is what happens, and it happened really quick with USC, and this happens in sports all the time. Lincoln Riley comes, and now expectations completely change. Sure. Then you win a couple of games. You go up to Stanford, and you handle business up there, um, and quickly things start kind of churning. Then you got Fresno State. Fresno State, a pretty good football program. You get them at home, handle business against Fresno State. And now you're going out on the road, and you and I on Friday or Thursday, we're talking about how, hey, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear. People are starting to say, hey, that's a tough place to play. Hey, they haven't had all that much success. Hey, by the way, Oregon State is 3-0. and They got a win against, Fresno I think it State. was, Fresno State and Boise State, yeah. whoever the other team was. So I think with all that being said, how quickly things change, the conversation about USC. And then it's go handle business up there. And I don't know what the spread was. I know we were doing our picks, and I think oh. we all – I think all of us but Taylor might have picked uh, – And guess who won the week? Did you win it? No. Taylor? Taylor. Look at Taylor. So Taylor wins the week with seven points. Okay. Um, I had six. You had four. Emily had a rough week. She only had one. Um, she only had the Rams in the one spot. But Taylor took himself from way, way, way in the hole to right smack in the mix. i am got 19 overall. Yeah. You've got 13 overall. Emily's got 16. And Taylor's right back in it with 15. You and you had four. You were all right. You got your three and your one. What the hell Not is your best. going on? Oh, I lost SC and I lost uh, Arizona. I did yeah. pick on that Arizona. Yeah. Really good pick. But that's how quick things they change. They almost had that backdoor. Look, had they gone? So at the end, um, this is, I'm watching the game two different ways. I'm watching it because I want the Rams to win. Yep. And so and now, now anybody that's ever played Madden, it's this, hey, listen, once you got a chance to kick a field goal, kick the field goal, go back, and then try to score the touchdown next because you got to get to the second you get in any sort of way, kick it and go back. Got to go do the onside. Edge. And I'm thinking, kick it, well, it, won't, it won't cover. Because had they gotten the touchdown, they still need to get the kick, but it would have put it in the cover zone. So that one, it was, it was more interesting as far as the cover goes than you're thinking. But, but just to play off what you were saying with SC, the expectations changed instantly, and now it's – I'm with you. They escaped the game – and they're four and zero now, and I think went even went up in the rankings. They're number six right now. They escaped, and you almost walk away like, all right, well, you got the W. Just move on. Who's week five opponent? Hey, listen, when you get to Alabama, Utah, is not worried about. I mean, I'm I'm sure they need to improve in this, but that win against Texas, you got the win to move on. We're out of here. Yeah, get on the get on the bus or the yep. plane, or probably the plane at Alabama, and go home. Yeah, and 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 this is exactly what SC did. Look, get on the commercial flight. Was <laughs> probably not for the football team. It was very lucky. It was also exactly what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, when they're sitting down to do the college football playoff in that ranking that comes out in October, yep. it's not going to be – I know they talk strength of schedule and they talk margin of victory and how does it look and all those things. I think most people understand weird place, weird night, but they didn't lose. That that that's that's all that matters. When you get to Utah, it's not gonna be like, hey, you know, this is they're undefeated, no. but remember that matter. time that happened against Oregon State where they need a late touch? It's not gonna be that. It's there they have zero on the back end. What was that voice again? <laughs> that one? I don't know if it's I don't the S C U C L A thing I get confused on. No, the UCLA guy's a little bit bro. Here's here's UCLA. You haven't lost a game yet. Hey, listen, I know I know that, you know, we went up against Colorado. It might be the worst team in, in, in the entire country. Okay, now do USC. Hey, we're 4-0. Now do USC. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I, awesome. It's like throwing a card in first, reverse. That's one of the from, first times. I'm, I'm in, like, fifth gear in my UCLA voice, and you want me to put it in reverse and come back. That was awesome. Hey, listen, 
No, it's still UCLA. I got to I got to have a, a cup of I, coffee or something to get rid of him. As long as I was gauging it right, because I'm like, <laughs> it sounds a lot like the UCLA guy. They're, they're look, it's it's like anything else. They're from the same town. They kind of operate similarly. It's just that their point of views are slightly different. There UCLA is overly optimistic. They always think things are going to work out. Uh, they actually have a kind of an interesting one. They play Washington. Washington's four zero. UCLA four zero. Friday night at the Rose Bowl. It's actually an oddly interesting game. Probably the first one UCLA's played in 15 years. Oddly interesting, and the place hopefully is represented well, uh, just because we've seen a lot of these home games so far. And, and you know, you want to throw excuses. Oh, one day it's hot. The other day, well, school's not in. If they're not coming out for this game, they're not coming out for. They're not coming out for this game. You don't I, think so? I, no, they don't go. Mm-hmm. This is not a new phenomenon. This is what it is. They they have they'll have their. 25 or 30,000 people, which isn't nothing that if you put it in the Snapdragon Stadium down at San Diego State where the Aztecs play, it'd look great. But you put it in a stadium that seats 95,000 people, it looks ridiculous. And it will look ridiculous. I forgot who I was telling. I had an idea that if UCLA has games like that where it's that bad, you know how they do the flea market on Saturdays? Yes. That's like once a month. Love it. Yes. They should do it on the same day as UCLA plays. So they got kind of two events going on at once. Keep the golf course open as Looks well. Looks more full. <laughs> Play a quick nine. Take keep, in the just UCLA keep everything game. active. Keep everything active. Don't, if you're already not getting that many people going, you might as well not say, hey, this is a UCLA day. Put the whole thing together. They should tell Go you. to the flea market. Hop inside the Rose Bowl. Catch a quarter. <laughs> Go outside and golf nine. If I think it's like 17 and 18 on the north courses on that, that's, what would that be, the west side of the Rose Bowl? You par 16, you get two tickets to the game. You just look. If, if you, No, your <laughs> ticket, if you buy a flea market ticket, it's good for everything. I don't know if they sell flea market tickets. I, I think you can just show up. I don't know. I haven't been to one in quite some time. I don't think you need admission to the flea market. I think you can just roll in and buy your old grandmother's lamp if you want to. I don't. I don't think you have to pay a, an entry fee. I don't. When was the last time you went? I haven't been to one in ages. She went. I have not. Yeah, I've it's never an entry been. fee. It's like twenty five dollars to get in. Is it really? Yeah, something like that. And then um, obviously you can spend the money how you please. But uh, yeah, it was it was cool. It Wait, might be, it might you, be so twenty five dollars to get in, but you have like a credit to spend. No, no, no. It's just twenty five dollars like a ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a, just ticket. a ticket to enter. Yeah. No thanks. Do I bring up the flea market's twenty five bucks? <laughs> Chargers Jacksonville was fifteen. By the way, did it go down? Did it go no, up? No, no, no. I wasn't even going to say that. Did anybody that didn't jump on that miss? It? They got to see a really good. Football we were selling team on it. Sunday. We were selling it on on Thursday. They got a chance to see a top flight quarterback, number one overall pick, look like it. Damn. Right. How quick. The tables <laughs> are turning. I mean, that's how it. Look, you got a chance to go see it. Herbert was so banged up. I know. He was so banged up. You could. Should he have played? You saw him get sacked. Well, well, yeah. Did, did you see early on? And and he was he was in agony. I know. Like it just it looked like he was ready. To throw up or burst. That's into why tears. I was trying to make the case last week. Like, listen, if there's a week to take off, not that you know, obviously Jacksonville's proving they're a pretty good team, but the last thing you want is his injury looks like it's going to affect him. For this isn't, hey, he played, he's all good. This looks like it's going to it's going to affect him for another month or so. It might. By the way, and if it does. That's your whole – your season is all predicated on one dude. But that's why I don't mind them having played him. I, I really don't. Like, if, if he if he obviously it took – Ten points with something. injury. He, he took, I, look, I'm not saying he played well, but if he takes the needle and he wants to go play, let's go play. Because 
they're probably going to lose that game with their backup. They lost it with a hobbled Justin Herbert. They're, they've got they got somebody else kind of lousy coming up next. The Texans. They play the Texans next. Um, so that's a game that theoretically you feel like you could win with Chase Daniel. But the this is the NFL. There are no really easy ones. You look at the Chiefs going into Indy. Indies look terrible yeah. through the first two weeks, and they end up winning that game. There is no automatic. If but he that's, can go, go. But that's the problem. Just think about this for a quick second. You have – Ultimately, you have a Charger team that's depending on one guy to do everything. Let, let's use as an example. Justin Herbert wanted to stay in the game yesterday in the final drive. You're down 38 to 10. That, he's saying, that was and he, stupid. And he's saying, I'm fighting for my guys. The only reason why I – or I want to I, I make sure that we don't give up. The only reason why I bring that up, I bring that up because ultimately most players are going to say, hey, I want to go. But your coach and your, your – everyone else has to make that decision. Sometimes your player – can hurt you by wanting to be that warrior, by wanting to be that guy that stays in. And I'm going to let him make the decision to start that game, but if I'm Brandon Staley, if I have to tackle him on his way out when you're down four touchdowns, we're not doing that. That 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 go went from I respect you. You're Every a tough question guy, in the post game show was about that. Of course it was because let, let's say it has nothing to do with the ribs. Let's say he gets tackled and rolled up on his ankle like Mac Jones, and he misses time because he has a high. That's not you're not coming back from the game. That's not toughness. This isn't a week ago against Kansas City where listen, yep. I'm going to grit it out. We might win a game, or I'm going to grit it out and let's see how this game goes. That game was dead and buried. It was over, and they still had him. Out Thirty-eight there. to ten, and he was there literally for the final snaps. Here, here we go again. The charge. No, no, no. This is the year. They're going to be good. This is the year. It's going to change. No, this is yeah, you're one and two. And, look, they're going to make the playoffs. I do think they're a good team. But can we just pump the brakes on them a little bit? Whereas the Rams are 2-1. and one. It was like, What's wrong with them? I don't know. They're in first place. I don't know. They won they again. They lost yeah, to but a that, but really that, good team. Doesn't that come back to expectations? Of course it does. One team is has real expectations. The other one – But have, I don't think the Charger expectations weren't real. I think they're real expectations. They're just not living up to them. They're real, but at the same time, one franchise has actually done it and the other one hasn't made any noise. <laughs> You should get back on with the Chargers. I feel like now's the time because it would sink them even further down. Like if you came in with your mojo, they're you one could drag win. them down. They're one win. I'm there with Berg <laughs> wearing a Raider shirt. Yeah. That's their help. one win. It really didn't help. The Dodgers, um, first team ever. Major League Baseball has been around 135 years, give or take. Okay. No one has ever won 106 games three years in a row until yesterday when the Dodgers won their 106 game. They won 106 in 19. They won 106 last year. They go 106 and counting this year. Never been done before. Been a lot of good teams over the better part of a century and a half. Never? That's stupid. Yeah, it's insane. I, I, I wasn't a fan when you and Berg were talking about trying to go – not that, you know, hey, let's change our entire game plan. Go try to break the all-time, was it, 116? Yeah. Okay, 116. Seattle Mariners. And for me, I, I kind of, I, I didn't care for it. I'm just like, okay, the Dodgers, obviously, they got one goal here. It's to win a World Series. That's it. Nothing else matters. But I thought what was interesting was go break that franchise record because you're you're so close to doing it anyway. It's like you almost literally have to try to not break it. This was this it was, almost happened by accident. This was about three weeks ago. Yeah. So this is before they're in this position. That's a crazy set. They're that, gonna that, miss. they're gonna they're they're gonna have when it's all when the dust settles, they got nine games left. So let's say they win 110, 111 games. 110, 111 games. And and think about Franchise all the players. Record. Think about all the players that you thought you were 
going to depend on this year that you didn't depend on. You won. You'll have won 110-11 games with Kershaw having two stints that he's out. Yep. With Bueller not being there. Yep. With Blake trying to not be in there. With Dustin May basically not being there. Okay. Yeah. Six starts, seven starts, whatever he had. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, uh, at one point a Cy Young Award leader, yep. leaving the team, and we'll see what impact that he's going to have. Think you, about that. You, and Craig Kimbrell, your free agent acquisition, or they made a trade. I shouldn't say free agent. They made a trade with A.J. Pollock, but has been terribly underwhelming to the point where Dave Roberts finally pulled the plug on it last weekend. That it's just like, we're not going to do that anymore. Nobody's guaranteed the ninth inning. By the way, I, I'm going to call it right now, Craig Kimbrell will pitch the ninth inning of some playoff games because it, who else is going to do it? Right? There, there isn't anybody else. Evan Phillips is probably the most logical next man up. Yeah. Gratterall, maybe Gratterall gets hit in those situations. Yep. Trinan maybe comes back. But to your point, this team's going to win 110 games and not have had, any, other than Gonsolin, had any of those guys really contribute to it in a meaningful stupid. way. Stupid. It is real, real stupid. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Did you get a chance to see um, Albert this weekend at Dodgers? Oh, Stadium? yeah. Did you get to see the highlights? Were oh, you yeah. watching it as it happened? Um, no, highlights. I did exactly what you had said. You know how we were talking about you're eventually going to see some of this stuff break on Twitter? Yeah. I saw it on Twitter. You saw it on Twitter? Yeah. Didn't, so didn't see it live, no. I, I didn't either. I was out to uh, to dinner that night and didn't get a chance to see it, and I really regret it because it looked amazing. It's so. Did, did you happen to Actually, see Actually, really cool at Dodger Stadium, too. It, I, I, don't know, I don't so know what it was. Yeah, it I don't made it so much better. It made it so much better because, and I think this is what it was, the Dodgers – have a very warm spot in their heart for Albert Pujols yep. for that. Now, they may play the Cardinals, and this will change very quickly, sure. but yeah. for that, because he was here you know, not that long ago and was popular with Dodger fans, it was good. The Dodgers weren't competing for anything that night. 100%. So it was fine. I think they lost the game 11 to nothing or whatever it might have been. It was a, a total blowout. But it was just the Dodger fans' reaction was great. Did you see Dave Roberts' reaction when he hit 700? I didn't see it. So it's great. So he's sitting in, you know, his spot in yep. the dugout, yep. right? He's always in the same spot. And Albert hits it, and you can see his arms kind of, like, they flinch. Wanted to put him up. And, and he looks at it, and he, you can tell he wanted to throw his hands in the air. And then he realized, um, I'm the manager of the other team. I got to kind of slow play this a little bit. And it was very subtle, but they showed it a few times because you could tell – Dave Roberts has been around baseball his whole life. He knows a moment when he sees it, and that was a moment. And even though it happened on the other team, he obviously has fond feelings for Albert Pujols. And to see it at Dodger Stadium, I thought was terrific. Well, I was going to say, if it's not happening in St. Louis, um, there's no better better place for it to happen. Two you know what I mean? in one night. And, and if it happened, just as an example, let's say it happened in Anaheim. He played for the Angels for X amount of years. 100% it's not that feeling that you were getting at Dodger. They're still bitter that they paid him X amount of dollars. i tell you something? Uh, yeah. So I worked for the Angels when he hit his 500th and 600th home run. I barely remember it. Hmm. I barely, And I worked for the team that he hit it for. Okay? And it was a – oh, yeah, I got one against – Yeah, no Nats. better that, place, Dodger That's 500? Oh, yeah, cool. It just – it goes to show you that circumstances are everything because the Angels – this goes back to our conversation about expectations – the Angels gave him $230 million or whatever the number was. It's like, dude, you need to take us to the World Series. You need to take us to the playoffs. You yeah. need to be the best player on the team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he never really was any of those things. He had a couple of seasons that were pretty good, but it never happened. So when he, when he had those moments, they're 30 games out of first place or whatever it is, it's like, yeah, that's kind of cool. He's in his home. He's on his original team, on the other team that really liked him, yep. and everybody was excited. If that happened 
let's just say he stayed in Anaheim, and that happened a week ago in Anaheim against the Oakland A's in a meaningless game. It's cool, but it's not that. It's a totally different deal. And and by the way, this is also – I think this is kind of another key part to it. He's on a team that's not bad. I don't think the Cardinals are going to go represent the NL. Kind of scary. But they're not a bad team. Not at all. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to win their division. So he's also doing this at a time where the Cardinals, these games matter. Like, think about it. It's not just, hey, I'm, I'm at the end of my career, and I'm just hanging out, and everything's a quick tribute for me. No, those home runs that you're putting up this year could be the difference of winning the division and not. Aaron Judge is still waiting on 61. We haven't gotten a chance to yeah. see that yet. And it's it's totally different because you can tell Aaron Judge is a great player. Aaron Judge is going to – he's going to break the record. He's got plenty of games. He's going to hit one. But you can almost feel the tension in his at-bats when he's coming up. You're like, is this going to be the one? Is this going to be the one? Routine fly balls to the outfield. People are going bonkers on. And Albert's just been through so many things in his career. He's just up there Nothing. taking hacks. Nothing. It's a totally different animal. It's fun to watch. We were, we were talking about it last week. If he didn't get to 700, would he come back? I'm like, play 150 oh. more games next. You get yeah. to 700. Get one. And now yeah. he can walk off and look, who knows? Once those playoffs start, it's a totally different deal. The Pro Bowl, Slee, which may be the least competitive of all of the air all-star games. Um, it is no longer. The NFL is replacing the game with the first ever Pro Bowl games featuring a week-long skills competition and a flag football game. I dig it. I'm into it. I want to watch that. Disappointed. Um, that is such a tradition. The Pro Bowl has been such a tradition for so long. <laughs> it is really difficult to see that one go. That is, by the way, MLB All-Star Game, they do a good job promoting that. And it's at the right time of the year. Obviously, they do it at the break. And it's fun. And you there's got nothing the- else going on, which helps immeasurably. And the home run derby is exciting. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I always get excited. You want to see matchups. Um, Kershaw throwing to Otani, whatever it is, right? Like it's it's fun. It is the NBA All Star Game. Granted, there's nothing you could really do. It's to better force than these they had guys. That new format. It's a little bit better. You can't force these guys to. But by far, football was the worst one. So them getting rid of that, I don't think anybody's going to lose any sleep. The Pro Bowl games, like what are we talking? Ping pong and hopscotch and backgammon and Monopoly. Like, what are what are they going to do? Because I'll be honest, if you had Say Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, like play horse. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. If you watch them, just you know, do anything other than what they were doing. Anything other than play football. Yeah, let's watch them play poker against each other. Like there's you there there aren't too many bad ideas that I wouldn't be Pool, excited. Ping to see. pong, those all, are good. All of those yeah. things. And by the way, put a couple of beers in their hands, turn them loose a yep. little bit, and see if we get some good TV. They're just both hammered. <laughs> I mean, Tom sure. Brady's hammered like it was for the Super Bowl. He needs to stop smashing people's electronics. Did you see uh, Ken Dorsey for the Bills yeah. yesterday? <laughs> that was unreal. That he Because he, here's what I like. I'm going I'm to give you two examples okay. of people doing the same thing but executing them far differently. One I love and one I find completely uninteresting. Mike Gundy, the I'm a man, I'm 40 thing, yep. was so lame. Because that was a performance. That was, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to start screaming and yelling because I want to protect my quarterback. And if I make enough of a scene, people will look at me yep. instead of him. Still I'm, one of the greatest speeches I've ever heard in my stupid, life. I will run lame. through a wall for him. Lame. Artificial, inauthentic, lame. 
Kent Dorsey lost his blank for 30 seconds. He went nuts when, when you're picking up tablets and things and smashing them on the ground and throwing them across. That was a 10-second, literally, like a break from reality, and I loved every second of it. I also like the assistant. We should have that. Putting the hand in front of the screen yeah, after they late. realized it was going to be on TV, they were like, Way "Yeah, this is late. bad look." Well, Way I was going to say late. the camera angle is perfect too. It's like, no, this is <laughs> this is they, you look, can't script cameras this. on everything all the time. It's like the guys on the Russian motorcycles when something goes wrong. It's like that's what I want to see. Well, now they got all the cameras, you know, the doorbell, the nest, or whatever it is. So everybody's just got, "Hey, he stole my package," and you see the guy <laughs> taking off. <laughs> I'm dear for it. Serena Williams turns 41 today. Um, did we give that enough run? Like not you and me, but I, look, when Tiger Woods was at the end of the line, yeah. and Roger Federer, the Serena Williams is the greatest female tennis player ever. She might be the greatest tennis player ever, and I know that that final match everybody was rooting for it didn't go her way, but it just feels like that it kind of like landed a little softly the end of the Serena line. Yeah, I, I, it's it's funny. The I'm kind of with you on that. It it went, you know, it's almost like no, that went by too fast. It didn't run. I think a lot of times in sports, if it's Major League Baseball, you're playing 162 games and you feel like every single day you get. If it's NBA, it's basketball. Just imagine when LeBron decides, hey, this is the final year I'm ever going to play in the NBA. Do you know how? 2036. Yeah. So he has another 15 <laughs> more years left. But it could get drawn out further. I don't feel like the Serena thing was drawn out enough. Yeah, that, that's the perfect word. It wasn't drawn out enough because look, look at Albert. Look, you know, we just talked about Albert. That Albert, and it's this is baseball. Baseball's not in the same universe as some of these other things right now. But I feel like I've been watching the Albert Pujols farewell. You have. for the better part of three months. You have seven hundred. Would you give the ball back? The guy that got it apparently got it and dipped. You just all right. Gone. Can I be honest? What's it worth? Probably tens of thousands. Okay, let's say it's worth fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Just cut me a check for fifty, and you could have it back. I don't think he wants it. It's that it's only worth what another collector will pay for it, right? I don't think it's what Albert will pay for it. Albert hit the home run. My, I was talking with my kids about this. Like, I'm like, Albert doesn't need the ball. The Hall of Fame may need the ball. Another collector may need the ball. But Albert what are you doing in that ball. situation? If I'm in my circumstance in my life right now, I'd give him the ball back. I really would because look if and look it's fifty thousand I probably sell the ball let's not be crazy that's fifty thousand dollars I don't think it's impossible it's not selling for much more than that oh I do I I do I, because it, it it's it, look if you told me it was worth two hundred fifty thousand I'd believe you I, I I just don't know the market on those things but I'm just gonna know. hold it for ten years and then sell what do it after do that? with it though like I I get it like because. I don't know. Or softball sit somewhere and d- do nothing along the way. I don't know. It feels it feels very strange. I'd like to give it back to him, but there is a point where, like, look, I can't just give you my lottery ticket. I got it landed in my lap. I got to go cash it in. That makes some sense. It's time for a little supercross talk. Are you back in the studio, Mace? Back Are you back in, in the your studio spot? at a hundred percent and feeling great? All right, so you guys did not get the pleasure of being out here for media day. I today. listened to Lee most I, of it. I listened to a did lot you get of it. To hear yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I thought uh, Patrick Beverly should be the uh, the guest on every show, no matter what. <laughs> he's so good. He's so entertaining. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was kind of the takeaway. I heard Anthony Davis just briefly on the show. I never heard LeBron. I never heard uh, Westbrook. 
Yeah, no LeBron, no Russ. Um, we didn't get weird. either one of yeah, those guys. I and, think I don't think AD very briefly. I don't think we when you and I were doing media day, John. I don't think there was ever a time that anybody skipped out on uh, on us. Yeah. Now is it still going on, Trav? They're finishing yeah. it off right now. There, are, uh, there are guys still at the desk. It say, looks like uh, uh, Damian Jones oh. is up there. But right like now. LeBron he's, and he's Russ done. are gone. Yeah. Long gone. Yeah, they were. They LeBron was in and out really quickly. Russ was in and out really quickly. Um, Darvin did everything there is to do. But uh, it was it was a very different vibe here today than it was last year. Describe that. Yeah. So last season you had Carmelo Anthony. Rondo comes back. Dwight Howard. And it's like everywhere you looked. Rondo, I forgot about that. Hall, Hall of Famer looked, in every Famer. corner. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yep. Hall of, Hall of Famer everywhere. And it came with the expectations like, oh, watch out for this team. Um, and then we all know how it played out. This year it just seems like, I don't know if business-like is the best way to put it, but it literally it has a feeling of, okay, we're here. We're going to do what we need to do. And even Darvin Ham. Like that, I think the whole, the whole feel of it is much more business-like. Did, now, did you guys get Darvin individually? Yes. Yeah. So, so what, he what, is he, a compelling guy. He is a compelling guy. Is one word. He's a very intimidating guy too. Mm-hmm. That he's you good. Know, he's big and he's very serious and he's not messing around. Like you could tell every every question we asked him, regardless of what the question was, was we're going to play defense. I was just going to say, did he say the word defense in every answer? If he didn't, I'll yes. be disappointed. Yes, it yeah. was. We're going to play defense. We're going to compete. And if guys don't do those things, they're going to have a hard time being on the floor. That was the response to every question. So uh, let's let's switch. Slee, you screwed up the Raiders completely. What is going on yeah, it's with not the going, Raiders? Zero and three, the only zero and three yeah. team in the league. But you you he, jump up, uh, you jump on the bandwagon. The band, band bandwagon immediately breaks down. Now, Slee, I have a I have an observation about this. You okay. you're not really a Raider fan. You're more of a Charger hater, right? So the the reason you jump to the Raiders is because it would hurt the Chargers the most. That's correct. If you refer yeah, to correct. I'm sure it stings for them. You know you don't have to <laughs> Slee, you don't have to adopt a team. You can just disown the Chargers. Yeah, just be a hater. And so <laughs> yeah, and it, it, here's the thing, the hater is not going anywhere. That's that's really and deep. And by the way, that hate that you have you have positioned onto the chargers is working oh yeah because they are yeah. awful yeah they and did you really... see they lost their left tackle for the yeah, season lost today? for the year herbert's hurt austin eckler has gone into the witness protection program they're one and Bosa two got hurt too Bosa yeah got hurt. I, whatever curse you tried to put on the chargers it worked now the problem is it worked on the Raiders too. Remember we going to say the, Remember the, the we were mojo. talking about the AFC West as being maybe the greatest division of all time. Yes. Now the Chargers are one and two and look awful. The Raiders look at the worst team in football. The Chiefs, Chiefs. yesterday lost to the Colts. Right, they're two and one. They have a kicker. Yeah. And then Denver, and then Denver, Denver looks okay. I mean that was like the most sluggish looking football game <laughs> but of the it, weekend. It went from last like night. greatest division ever to. Well, someone's got to win it. Yeah. I guess it's well, the Chiefs, you know. John, you tell me what you, you – you said that the Raiders look like the worst team in football. I don't think that they do. I, I don't think they look great. Have you watched them? Yeah. I've all watched right, what all is, three of their what, games. Okay, what is positive about what they're doing? They're in all of these games. That's the is point. What's they are in about what they're doing. They're right. not getting housed the way that like the Commanders are getting housed. Yeah, they're but not getting housed the way that some other really bad teams My counter to that, are. Trav, would be they can't run the ball. They can't mm-hmm. throw the ball. Um, defensively, their their defense is keeping them in games. But you know they're not giving up forty points a game. Their defense, but offensively, they are broken. 
They can't get Devontae Adams open. Derek Carr looks like he's taken a step back. And I think the question that's fair to ask, if you're a Raider fan, and I am, is does Josh McDaniels know what he's doing? So three I games in, you're already to No, no. I, not three games. No, it's not three games. some of that play calling yesterday? He's 11 yeah. and 19 oh, as so a head coach the in the end. Years well, I'm counting the Broncos years and this 0-3 start. Right, right. So the Broncos ran him out because they went, huh, we thought we were getting the offensive half of Bill Belichick, and this guy really isn't moving the ball offensively. We, you know, we're going to get out. And then the Raiders hire him thinking again, okay, we're going to hire an offensive coach who's going to take Derek Carr and move this I bo- knew you guys would miss, miss Rich Pisacci. We actually do. I knew do. you guys would miss Rich <laughs> yeah. Rich Pisacci is probably – now, by the way, if they fire – He's in the house. He would be the interim guy again. So think about this, Trav. If they fire McDaniels at the end of this year, <laughs> yeah. they, will, they will at that point be paying – four coaches they'll be paying gruden they'll be paying yeah. Basaccia. they'll be paying mcdaniels and then whatever bobo they bring in next that's a very considerate organization yeah. taking care of their guys you know what i would Once like to raider know, always a raider ireland when they hired mcdaniel yeah you were optimistic i you was i always am yeah I, I always am i was i was optimistic this when they it. fired okay, gruden take, we take, found the right take guy. me through this though I, I i need this because al is new to the fold so right. i don't know if he could speak to this as effectively what is it about that john this this raider opt because it's real it's not just a put on it's right. not just this this thing that y'all do that knowing you, that the no, team's no. terrible if you, put you the, genuinely believe that it's going to work out uh, despite no evidence that it's going to trap i'll take it a step farther i honestly believe <laughs> and i'm not saying this for a bit if you put most probably including me if you put mo- i know it's true with ramona if you put most raider fans on a lie detector and you said, who's the best team in football? They would answer Raiders, and they would pass. <laughs> that's no. how – No. How, no. I, I, I'm telling no. you. What? No. I, hey, Raider, be stu- Raider line. There has to be an IQ open. No. <laughs> IQ line's open. No. IQ does not enter into it, not surprisingly. <laughs> Mace, but, no, by the way, I, I saw was, Baby – did you see Baby – I think it was baby Jacob, Momo's uh, new baby, right. was wearing Rams gear yesterday. Got good. Watching the oh, Rams game. All right. Game. She's giving I thought, him a chance to be happy in his I life. I thought that's the Rams, do. that's the best the Rams have looked in their three games. Yes, it I is. Never no thought, question. I, I, Trav, I heard you say this earlier. I never yeah. thought the Rams were going to lose that game. When they no, came out and scored early, I thought, all right, same old Cardinals. And even when it got a little di- – like, Cam Akers, boy. Oh, he was having such a great and, day. And by the way, that the fumble. reason he was in the doghouse in the first place, was if you talk to people, year, was yeah. the, were the two fumbles in the red zone in the Tampa Bay game. Mm-hmm. And this okay, is the old but, Marty so Schottenheimer line. To, you can't I, I play for him if you fumble the ball. And now I, Cam Akers is back in the doghouse. I, I get that. Too but, soon to okay, say that. If, if we're going back to the fumbles from last year that is the reason he started the season in the doghouse. Right. He got out of it against Atlanta. He got touches against Atlanta. Yeah, and yeah. In the first well, he scored, half again, he scored he was, against the, the Cardinals. He was history. nowhere. He, yeah. yeah, no, and, but, the, the, but John, in the first half, he only touched the ball twice. And then in the second half, they gave it to him. He had 53 yards on one drive, including that touchdown. He was the best player on the field for about six or seven minutes. And then he fumbled again. Yeah, I would it's love just, to, I would love I, to I know, know what's that going on. they showed a conversation on the TV broadcast between 
McVeigh and uh, and Acres, and it looked and like I, McVeigh was coaching him up. Looks like so uh, McVeigh was saying it's okay. Don't you know? D- let's move on. It, it looked like he was he was sort of uh, uh, encouraging, encouraging him. him. Yeah. So he was asked that question after the game, like, "What did you tell him in that moment?" Because, you, like you said, Mace, everybody kind of saw him. He pulled him over and kind of gave him the pound on the shoulder pads, yep. like, you know, hey, hang in there. And he said, "I told him I'm going back to him. That he's going to be an important part of what we do. That he's not going to get buried." But I, that's why I don't think it's the fumbles. I think it's some sort of preparation issue that's not being met. Because otherwise, when, when you give him the ball a bunch of times in a row, he seems to get going. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the best running back on the roster. Oh, I do too. I don't. I don't think anybody thinks otherwise. But he just doesn't get the ball, which means something isn't adding up prior to it. I don't know. That's so a, I that, always that's wonder. A McVay I always wonder what you do when one of your players who has talent, in this case, Acres, just completely kills you, like he did with that fumble inside the ten. Like there's mm-hmm. the Chiefs. I don't know how much of the Chiefs game you guys watch, but their best defensive player probably is this guy Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Got in unforgivable unsportsmanlike penalty i mean they they were out of it the colts punt team was on the field jones does something stupid wow. that extends the drive colts go on to win the game it, it basically if you if you circle it back i think old school coaches like tom landry and don shula might seriously think about cutting the guy but in 2022 i don't think he can no question is how how good is he yep he's They're too good unique set of skills you gotta let it right Right, you got to let him be a knucklehead. So I think Acres is still going to get to get the ball, but how much? Although Trav, if you look at that play in the micro sense, it looked to me just in the number of replays that I saw that Acres was reaching the ball he was across to the goal line when it was knocked free. Is that? Do you think that's what it was? Yeah, yeah. No, I think he thought he could smell a touchdown. He yep. was going to try to reach that ball over, and as he started to take it out of that tuck position. Somebody punched it out. But that, that's, look, inside there, you got to hold on to that. I want to switch gears here real quick, guys. You're in the left field pavilion. Albert Pujols' home run lands in your lap. Do you just dip? Do you just do what the guy that the, from the Dodgers did it? He got the ball, and next thing you know, he was out of the stadium. Do you give it back? Do you sell it? What do you do with mm. Albert's 700? Mm. I wouldn't want to take the backlash of doing that, of being the guy, because that guy's going to get identified sooner or later. So I've sure. always said I would just give it to Pujols, but I'm set in life. I, you know, John, I, what I, if you come out first and you beat the media to it and you say I'm <laughs> control the, one the story that's making the two million dollars? Uh, what if it's worth? Let's just round numbers. Let's say the ball's worth a hundred grand. I mean, I think, would you hand over a hundred grand lottery ticket? I'll, I'll tell you who would. Bergman, he is he is completely unapologetic. If he would have caught the ball, he would have he would not only would have kept it. He would have said, my name is Greg Bergman. Here is my Twitter <laughs> handle, and it's up for sale. Yes. Right, Greg? Yeah, what's wrong with that? Right. I'm yeah. just saying. Nothing. I, I, it is real money. I'm not, it sure, is... I'm not sure I blame this guy. Like Aaron, Aaron yeah, I don't Judge, want the four the, tickets to an upcoming game. The home run ball uh, that Aaron Judge is going to hit, uh, an auction house has already offered $2 million right off the bat for it. Oh, my gosh. $2 yeah, million no, you dollars before you back. leave the stadium. Apparently, this guy, might, at least according to the article I read, was getting offers as he was leaving the stadium last night. Like, there were collector type Do you know what the offers there. were, Mace? Do you don't, know what the number was? I, I don't, unfortunately. But I know that it says he was getting offers as he was leaving the park last I don't think I would have left the park without a security guard. That thing is worth a lot of money. Yeah, it is. 
I'm selling it. I, I think I'm selling it too. I'm totally. If, if, if we're all being I'm honest, we're all going to. I'm not it. selling. I got to sell it. I can't. You, no, I don't want to sell it. I'm selling it. Unless John, I, and, unless I unless I could give it to charity, I would do. You it. could do it. Yeah, to charity. I, I, what, I would. What do if that, you're maybe. a guy that's making ends meet, but just barely? You got a kid yeah. going to college. Yep. You're trying so to sell your. You're trying to sell your Peloton. Travis, like, what if you just hypothetically have three kids? Bergman wants to point out he is riding his Peloton again. Yeah. Seven days in a row. Thank you very much. Yep. Seven days in a row. Thank you very much. Greg, is there any part of you that would give the ball back to Pujols or just not even? I mean, he has to give me a lot. He. That would be a no. I don't think. I don't care. I don't think he's going to give you a lot. I think you're going to find yourself sitting at a table with Lon Rosen negotiating a deal. By the way, isn't that ball going to wind up in the Baseball Hall of Fame anyway? So I guess you own it and it shows at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Is that how that works? The one guy didn't, though, the guy that bought Barry's ball blew it up. Right? Do you remember? You guys remember that? Blow it up. The comic book guy that detonated it. Seth MacFarlane. I think he put. Not, no, not Seth. Todd McFarlane. The, okay. the, he's a comic book artist. He has all the money. I think that's who it was. And I believe they did a whole ceremony where he paid millions for this ball and literally blew it to smithereens. Why? Because he thinks Bonds what? is a phony? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, that was like his, his protest to this entire process of PEDs and everything else was he bought the ball at auction and blew it up. So I don't think – I think you can display it at the Hall of Fame if you want to. You could kind of like on loan like museums do. Right. But I think if you wanted to go out in the street and play catch with it, you could. Well, you I could. I don't think it belongs to you anybody could. but yours. You know, the other the other part of this is maybe maybe the guy is a, a an investor. Maybe he is a, a collector. Maybe this is meaningful to him. Maybe this is what he does. Does. Maybe as a room full of uh, of autographed baseballs and all kinds of stuff, bats and game worn jerseys and all that, he could be one of those guys. And then it would make more sense that he's keeping it because it's part of a collection. Like John, you know that guy uh, is a David Kohler who's got the yeah unbelievable. You know, I mean he he's got stuff. Is that the guy with the Laker collection. Yeah, yeah. the Laker collection. Yeah. Uh, but I, but this stuff is worth money, and I, I think anybody that's uh, now maybe I believe with Ireland, I would sell it. I'm just being honest. I, I mean, I think I, I would, yeah, I think I'm selling it to him. I, I, I. I'm Did you guys see Dave nearly jump up in celebration on 700, and he, rem- he had to yeah, very quickly w- remember the, that he was the Dodger manager. By the way, I, I don't think he would have been killed if he would have celebrated that. No, no. Mookie, Mookie Betts started applauding when in the yeah, in right yeah. field. I don't but think the, you know. Was, Albert played for the Dodgers last yeah, and had a year. And by the way, wasn't the game like eleven year. to nothing? Yes, yeah. it yeah. was yeah. eleven to nothing. But you could tell he did that thing where his arms went up real quick. He's like, "Oh wait, no, I can't do that." I don't know he would have gotten killed, but it would have been a, "Hey, how does Phil Bickford feel about that? How does Andrew Heaney Bickford! feel about the mid?" The John's favorite picture, f- picture, Phil Bickford. Yeah, Mace you calls on him anytime. There's much. a perfect game going on. He he makes the call to Bickford. Bickford, let's go. Pitch to count. Get him out. Eighty-one pitches. Out. That's enough. That's too many. You're not gonna have to worry about Serve old it up, Phil Bickford. Come, uh, the playoffs. I think that uh, he's gonna be. Out out of the mix. No, the I, no I, I don't. Is, wait, I think do you think oh, he's he going to be out of the mix? No, yeah, I, I, don't I don't. think pitch in the postseason. I do. I do. No, it, I, when you start to go through and who they have and who they don't have, there's no – it's short of mop-up stuff. There and, and playoff games, you almost never have that. There's no role for him. Who are you going to let him pitch to? Yeah, it's a fair point. Question's going to be yeah. – he'll be healthy too. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not saying that he doesn't serve a purpose over 162 games, but in, in a best of five, best of seven, you're not letting that At this point, can we say Blake Trinan's probably not coming back? I, it doesn't I, seem I've like he is. I've been operating under that assumption all year, Mace, that when you miss the whole year, come back, get shut down again. And say it was a miracle that I came back yeah, and then he's shut down again. It just doesn't feel like it. So who right, do you fellas, go to in a yours. save situation? 
I, I, I think they're going to match up, right? Match as up, weird yeah. as that sounds, I think that they'll try to match up as best they can. It's a little bit more challenging because you got to pitch to three guys. You can't just go batter to batter. But I think you'll see Phillips. I think you might even see some Vezia. Yep. I think you might see oh, a whole bunch of Gratterall. Oh, I think, some, I think Chris Martin's some in Martin. there. Chris Martin for sure. And by the way, I think you're going to see some Kimbrel. I think that there's going to be situations where he's your best option too, as scary as that might be. That is scary. You better be ahead. It definitely is. Mason and Ireland coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow.